0: Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2.
2: Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. It's two down and one to go. We have a series on our hands.
3: As KL Rahul smears one into the leg side, and that is a very comfortable victory for India.
1: Hits it,
0: long on is there,
1: and it ends in the hands of Ben Stokes, and David Willey has his second, and he has had a really
0: good day with bat and ball. In fact, England have had an excellent day.
1: Plenty of talking points from the two ODIs with India. Will England ever be able to play spin? Do England have a plan C? And what on earth was MS Dhoni doing?
0: This thing comes up again and again when uh, he's, he's not able to play the way he does. And it's very unfortunate that people just jump to conclusions very quickly. You know, today was, I think, a bad day for everyone, not just him alone. And uh, just as a batting unit, we could not click.
1: All this plots, we will hear Goffey's take on Joe Root being dropped for the T20s. You what?
2: You're listening to Darren Gos Cricket Week on Talksport 2. And as usual, Johnny Norman is right next to me. Sorry about last week, John. The Russia World Cup was calling England... Destiny was there for the taking, but it wasn't quite meant to be. But I uh, hope you enjoyed the show without me.
1: Oh, mate, uh, look, if you're going to have an excuse for missing the show, being in Russia for the World Cup, uh, ahead of England being in a semi-final, i would just about mm. give you that one. Uh, but it'll be good to have you in the country for the next couple of months, mate, before we head off to Sri Lanka.
2: <laughs> yeah, back in the country now, it's all done. Uh, but a terrific uh, tournament, TalkSport, I've had um, with the World Cup, talk sport and TalkSport 2, so it's been a huge success. And now on to the cricket, mate.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. So we've had two ODIs since uh, you mm. were last with us. Um, uh, England winning the second but losing heavily in the first. Uh, we could, we're going to have a, a good chat about uh, all the uh, all the intrigue and talking points from those two matches throughout the show. Steve Harmson's going to be joining us uh, for a couple of sections as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's just cut straight to the big talking point at the back of end of these two ODIs. The innings... Um, of MS Dhoni in that second match at Lord's walking to the crease with India needing you know it was it was uh still a big ask they needed about seven or eight and over 180 from 23 he walked to the crease with that being the equation walked off it with boos um he was being slow clapped and a run rate that had escalated from seven and over to 20 you know he was D- beautiful forward defensive sh- shots on uh, at times um, He took singles, he rotated strike But we didn't see any helicopter shots We didn't see any intent We didn't see the master finisher Master blast his way to another victory It was the most curious innings from MS Dhoni uh, Were the crowd r- uh, right to get on his back? Well it was a strange one, wasn't it? Um, it was
2: strange from India full stop was, um, When I saw that obviously uh, the scores. I thought, well, India, that's going to be a good game. It's uh, well in, uh, within India's reach. They've got an unbelievable batting lineup. And you might be able to tell me the stats we on Isn't it the first time India have not hit a six or something? Or I don't know about... They, they were just so slow, weren't they, in, in, in the batting from start right at the front. If you look at the run rate of all the players mm. going down the side, it, they were just never at the races. And it was a good pitch. I, I just thought it was India's for the taking. But the way they batted was a very strange one from day one. And, and and 37 from 59 balls, batted at that time of the innings, he is the finisher. People know he's the best in the world mm. at, at, at finishing games from that situation, timing the innings. But to take it from 7 and over to 20 and over was a strange one indeed.
1: Look, much has been said about MS Stoney, um, an ageing competitor, someone that uh, maybe his best days are behind him. You know, all of this kind of... This is all trotted out in the press conference after the match. But let's not forget... We've just been covering the IPL on Talk Sport 2, and he was incredible at times in that competition. Um, he showed uh, just as much attacking intent as we've ever seen uh, on a myriad of different surfaces. And we've seen him do it for India recently as well. So, you know, that's not quite so simple, is it, to say or suggest that maybe he's not the force he used to be. <laughs> it was a very, very odd um, and at times baffling Lords, which, you know, at times this is a really interesting ODI. Certainly England's innings, struggling um, during the middle of it. deep Yadav again with three wickets. <laughs> really lost their way. Butler and... Uh, well, it's been
2: strange series. Full stop. In the T20, they put uh, the pulled out Kuldeep, didn't they? In one of the games. Yeah, they want to um, hold
1: him back a bit, didn't they? Yeah, uh, held him,
2: um, held him back a bit. So that was an interesting one. And then in this one, uh, you would have backed India to knock off three two two with their batting lineup mm. and a good pitch at Lords, good weather, sun sun was shining. But strange innings. As I say, and Downey is one of the best players, one of the best finishers, one of the best players I've seen. To be fair, what a, what a career he's had uh, for many many years. Um, and he's still good enough. This is a guy who could still play for another two years. He's he's so fit. You see him behind the stumps. He's still pretty. He's still pretty handy behind the stumps. Oh, by he is, the way. yeah, for sure. Um, but that was a strange innings. But listen, I want to give him one bad innings in his mm, career. That's true. That's true. I want to give him one bad innings. I mean, we've had well, we've had players who've had plenty of bad innings, and they keep they keep getting chances. We only have to look at our batting lineup. I mean, Morgan's captain. He's had plenty of bad innings, but he's also had some unbelievable innings in that in that career as well.
1: Let's hear from Virat Kohli defending uh, the former India uh, ODI captain, uh, uh, MS Dhoni.
0: This thing comes up again and again when uh, he's he's not able to play the way he does. And it's very unfortunate that people just jump to conclusions very quickly. Um, You know, when he does well, people call him the best finisher ever. And when uh, things don't go well, you know, they all pounce on him. Uh, I mean, we all have bad days in cricket. And, uh, you know, today was, I think, a bad day for everyone, not just him alone. And uh, just as a batting unit, we could not click. And the idea was to take the innings deep. I mean, you don't want to lose by 160, 170 runs. You want to take it as deep as you can. And he's got the experience, but some, some days it just doesn't come off. Uh, and, you know, people just jump to conclusions, which we as a team don't. And uh, we totally believe in him and uh, the abilities of all the other players.
1: Strange one for me there. They didn't uh, want to lose by uh, 160, 170 runs. They wanted to take the game deep. Well, it's a one-dayer. You know, there's no run rate. It's not a World Cup. Um, it's winning. It doesn't make any sense. You either win or lose. Yeah, it doesn't matter how close you get. I always used to say that as a captain.
2: And it used to bug some players because they like to take it as close as they possibly can. Well, you do never know that, uh, what's going to happen down there. But I-, I would rather lose by 100. Um, do you know what I mean you've got to you've got to believe you can win in any situation. Play the way you want to play. Be positive in your shot selection and back yourself all the way. Now that innings was a strange one. Full stop. We know that, mm. and I'm going to forgive him because it's, it's, it, listen. This is Dorney, one of the best players in the world, and he's still high quality. You only have to look at his performances in the IPL. You look at his, some of his performances so far on this tour um, that India have been on. He's an high quality player. He was losing wickets around him, and, and it, he does what he does. He was trying to take it deep. Now, I would have liked to have seen Dorney just go for it. And if he'd have got 40 off 15 balls, but India still lost by 50 runs, would it have mattered? Wouldn't wow. have mattered at all. In the end, in the end he, gets, he gets dismissed for 37 off 59 deliveries. It's, a, it's like a no-man's land innings.
1: Uh, let's hear what the former England captain, Nasser Hussain, had to say about MS Dhoni's innings.
0: You would rather go down with a bit of a fight as opposed to a whimper. It was a very odd innings. It looked like he was having a net. It looked like he was preparing himself for the next game. It didn't cost India the game. I don't think he'd have got them over the line. But there were a lot of people in here.
2: you spend a lot of money to come here and watch. A lot of them would have come to see MS Dhoni. I don't think they got their money's worth out of MS Dhoni today.
1: Uh, Nasser Hussain speaking on Sky Sports there about MS Dhoni uh, apart from the ridiculous which was Dhoni's innings and the way that the game just tapered off uh, plenty to be impressed by from Koldeep Yadav and uh, Shahal two players that we covered in the IPL and um, uh, causing England no, no all sorts of trouble especially uh, Yadav three wickets in the second ODI six in the first and a five for in the T20 but three for 68 and the way Joe Root played him, is there just a little hint that uh, the English batsmen are starting to pick him? <laughs> well, Joe
2: Root is. Um, I, would put it, I, would, I would go that far. Joe Root's an high-quality player. He was obviously disappointed in getting left out of that T20 game. But when it comes down to playing all types of bowlers, Joe Root is high-quality. Mm. I've said this many, many a time. I I didn't understand how he didn't get uh, picked up in the IPL. Um, And now he's showed his real class against high-quality spin. India have got that. Wrist spin, mystery spin, whatever you want to call it. There's a way of playing it. And certain players are very good at it. And others obviously find it difficult over their whole career. Now, Joe Root plays all types of bowling well. Whether it's spin, whether it's fast, whether it's swing. And he's showed his real class in that one day at, at, at Lords, 113 was a ninnings he should be proud of. It was a fantastic knock.
1: Uh, let's hear from Joe Root talking about learning from mistakes against Kohli Yadav. We didn't just let him bowl at us. We we still tried to rotate the strike, make sure that you know he wasn't just going to take us for thirty, forty of his ten overs. And um, I think it's a crucial part of one day cricket, making sure that you're, you're always looking to um, stay on top and and make sure that. Um, not one bowler is, is sort of dominating throughout a ten over period or a period of the game. Uh, thanks to Sky Sports for that. Uh, Gough, you were away last week uh, and I asked the question of Gareth Batty, uh, who stood in for you, about whether England were right to drop Joe Root for the T20s. Mm. I mean, we talked about it before it happened. Uh, Paul Farbrace, the coach for the T20s, said it wouldn't happen and then it did. <laughs> um, you were in Russia at the time. Uh, you must have raised an eyebrow when you saw Joe Root have been dropped. Of course, um, it's a difficult
2: one, isn't it, this? Because I've said to you many times in this show, and people think I've got a problem with him. I haven't. Owen Morgan's been a brilliant player for many a year. But one of the problems we've got, he's captain. He's captain of the T20 and the one-day side. Now, you're not going to drop him. You're not going to drop him. And, and he keeps putting in that good performance. He'll have five, six average knocks, and then he'll get a 40 or 50 in, in no time and put his name back in the. And wherever England are winning... He's never going to come in. And I said this is going to be the issue. When Stokes came back, there's going to be a huge upset. I thought, and because Hales was getting runs, Roy was getting runs, and Bairstow getting runs. It had to be either Root or Morgan. And they went down the track of keeping the captain in for continuity and dropping the test captain, Joe Root. I was surprised totally by that. Joe Root is high quality in all forms of the game, and you need his type of player. If you lose three wickets, top of the order, who do you want to marshal the innings in the middle order?
1: Absolutely. Joe Root. I totally agree. And the thing with Joe Root is that he can play that game if required. As we saw in the World T20 2016, Mm. England set 225 to win and keep in the tournament against South Africa. And who was it who top-scored? It was Joe Root with 80-odd. Well,
2: do you know the problem we're going to have now, and we talk about getting tired and stuff like that, and it's going to be in Sri Lanka with West Indies in between. He's already talking now about having a little spell in the Big Bash because he wants to show how good he is at T20. Now, Sydney Thunder have shown an interest. Mm. With him left out of that series decider versus India when Ben Stokes come back in, because Ben Stokes has to come in. What a player he is. Now, I don't agree with a Joe Root dropping, but they're going for a certain type of player, and Joe Root is different to the others. Now, that's why, for me, he has to be in. You can't have everyone the same type of player. Now, if he's going to go out and play in the Big Bash... That's Sri Lanka, one day's tests, comes back, instead of going home he goes straight to Australia, plays in a, um in the Big Bash there. Then he goes to the West Indies, and then if he does well in that big bash, he'll want to go to the IPL. What <laughs> it's a number We're talking about being jaded and tired and uh, affecting
1: your performance. Before the uh, 2019 World Cup and Ashes. Uh, You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week. We've got Steve Harmison uh, joining us on the show very shortly to talk about this and plenty more. uh, And this is Talk Sport 2.
0: Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goss Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2.
1: So, headingly the destination on Tuesday for the third ODI, a decider uh, in the bilateral series between England and India. Uh, Owen Morgan a few weeks ago uh, saying he didn't like bilateral series because they didn't have much relevance attached to them. He preferred tri-series. Uh, which kind of makes sense, if they even existed anymore. Uh, But um, with the World Cup a year away, I suppose it's the kind of pressurised situation England need to get themselves ready for, Goffey, um, if they're going to uh, get past uh, some key clashes next year, the semi-final stage, of course, where England fell down in the Champions Trophy last year. Um, But what what are we expecting from this Headingley track um, (laughs) and from this India side as well, which I imagine won't really be bothered about batting out the 50 overs. They'll be going for it, come what may.
2: Well, we hope so. Uh, Mm. They didn't do the last game. So um, I think it might be a wake-up call the way they played at Lords. But come Edenley... It's not an easy place um, um, to play. Um, obviously it was for me because I played there many times but when bowlers come to Edinburgh the struggle when you come down the hill I think I mentioned to you about Sam Curran when he made his test debut I thought the bowled him at the wrong end to start with. Yes um, he did, And when yeah. he changed ends he looked a totally different bowler. It can be very very difficult so for India going there some of the guys if they've never played there it can be very difficult when you're running down the hill you tend to bowl too full when you're coming up the hill you can bowl too short. Do you know
1: what it's a really good point sorry to turn to up, but do you know... Jimmy Anderson took a few wickets there last year or the year before, and he said that he and Stuart Broad never bowled well at Headingley, and it had taken him about 15 mm. years to work man. out how to bowl there.
2: It's very, very difficult. You get the ball in the right areas consistently, you're in the game. There's no doubt about it uh, uh, at Headingley, and it has been consistent over the years, but if you don't get it right, and, and it's done with the downhill and the uphill slopes and the fast outfield, that's one thing it's got at Headingley, especially at the moment with the weather we've been having. a Golden summer hmm. you don't get it right it's in a quick scoring ground i expect to score well over 300 uh, at attendingly unless it's too dry and then obviously it might spin and might suit india um but it, it can be difficult so england would have the advantage on that front uh, with the team um they've got uh, and some of the experienced players they have now india Looking for them, they have got the spinners. But like I said, with the down and the up all slopes, it can be quite difficult. And If you go to India, most of the pitches are just flat, aren't they? They're just right in the middle. There's no slope whatsoever. In England, you get those little slight, you know what I mean, differences in the pitches and the grounds. And Edinley's is a difficult place to go if you've never played there uh, before. So it would be interesting to see how the Indian bowlers get on. For batting, it's just batting, isn't it? The pitch is good. You play your shots.
1: Uh We're talking about Headingley, there's been plenty going on for Yorkshire and uh, we should say that uh, best wishes to Geoffrey Geoffrey Boycott who um, underwent heart surgery last week five days in intensive care um, but is back home now and recovering so uh, obviously uh, someone that you know very very well over the years Um, and uh, yeah we trust that uh, he recovers from that Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah
2: well he's a great great man and um, I say I've I've, I've been a big fan of him for many many years Um, he's gone through a couple of things, he's a fighter, he's proven that, he got over cancer uh, the last time out, now it's a quadruple bypass so uh, best of wishes to Geoffrey, uh, he's a fantastic man and like I say, Yorkshire it's it's been a weird year for them, hasn't it um, they've had uh, the Rashid uh, deciding he wasn't going to play um, four day cricket for them anymore which was a nightmare timing for them because they'd already selected their overseas players they lost Billy Stanlake Australia pulled him out they got Kim Williamson who reduced, uh, New Zealand reduced his availability it was going to be four county matches and um, uh, was it 11 uh, T20s now and they've reduced that to three county matches and nine T20s uh, you've got the chairman, Steve Dennison. He resigned with immediate effect. Uh,
1: that only happened last week. Mm, have you, Do you <laughs> have any indication about why that happened?
2: Well, there's a, a few things. Um, I think it's going legal matter at the moment. Mm. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with his relationship with Yorkshire. I think it's his business mm. uh, interests. Yeah. The, the problem we've got there we, a, a, a comical thing I saw which happened when I was in Russia but they cancelled the game versus Derbyshire Falcons because England were playing at football yeah. I did have a chuckle at that I just thought what's the game come to <laughs> we're cancelling cricket matches now so people can watch football You've they're missing Root,
1: or Plunkett, Willie and Rashid I tell you what Coffee, we had a real insight and of course you're close to the club still you know what it's uh, what's going on there but we had Martin Moxon on didn't we mm. um, when uh, Uh, Well, about February time When David Willey uh, Was called up to the IPL Liam Plunkett as well Yep Um, And fresh off the back of Adil Rashid Deciding he wasn't going to play white ball cricket And for me that gave an absolutely fascinating insight into the problems it causes counties. Oh, it's getting when ridiculous John.
2: It's getting ridiculous now. It's, it's getting so hard because of the uh, the other competitions around the world. You've got this Canadian uh, competition that's just finished now. So, every there's, there's competitions coming up all around the world. So, overseas players don't want to commit now to 12, 13, 14 weeks in England. Mm. They're going, hang on a minute. They want to leave it till the last minute and see if they can get a shorter stint for the same money. You yeah, know it mean? makes sense as well. Yeah, of I mean... course it makes sense and this is the problem we're having and, and on those players I've just mentioned you've got Fisher as well who's been called up for the A-team. Mm. So Yorkshire absolutely have been destroyed. You've got Balance who decided he didn't want to be captain anymore. Uh, so Patterson who doesn't normally play one day as well, uh T20 is now captain of all forms of the game. You've got Jack Brooks having to play in the T20. He never plays. <laughs> you've got so many debutants uh, having a go at it. It's a young side and um it's took a bit of criticism this year yorkshire but it, i think it's a very difficult um time for them at the moment because they've got so many their best players are good enough to be playing for england um and and their overseas players are kind of letting them down Pujara was a a weird selection full stop um i didn't get the Pujara signing so they've got to take some res- responsibility for that signing an indian cricketer who isn't got a unbel- great record for the, an early season stint in England, we know what early seasons like in yeah, England. Yeah, it was course. a weird. It was a weird signing.
1: Um, moving away from Yorkshire and looking uh, looking ahead to the uh, to the summer, the Test series. You know, we had Remember, we had Lawrence Booth in the studio. Um, when Wisdom Amalek was released and I was of the opinion then that India would win the Test Series. Uh, certainly, the, I haven't seen anything that will change, that's made me change my mind. If the pitches stay as they are, mm. do you foresee this being a, an even more uh, challenging summer for England's batsmen? Yeah, I do, but I still think I, I, we, both, uh, we're,
2: we both kind of said in the India, I think mm. the difference is, is but, um, their seam attack is high quality now and it's not been in the past when they've come over to England and the struggle and they've relied on their spinners but now they've got seamers to match their spinners mm. and their batting lineup speaks for itself their batting lineup is pretty impressive um and have we got the real pace if the weather stays like it is have we got the real pace to scare india now that's going to be a concern going down because the ball won't swing around in this weather but it's whether we we're due to get a change aren't we I think there's due to be a change. We need some I rain. Can't Jimmy it. Anderson I can't will be praying like this. Jimmy Anderson will be praying we get a bit of rain about and just freshen up these pitches because at the moment he's going to find it difficult on slow
1: flat pitches. Uh, your thoughts on whether Kodip Yadav should be part of the side? I mean, I imagine Ravi uh, Ashwin Ravendra, Jadeja were, were going to be part of the squad. Oh, Where is it
2: going to go? I mean, they've got so many. Do you know what I mean? The Jadeja and Ashwin, who are fantastic mm. spin bowlers, in they're their more own defensive
1: run. spinners, aren't they? And they can bat, of course. Kodip Yadav is is yeah. raw. He's uh, more of a wicket taking threat, possibly. I think he'll be. He can't, uh, he can't bat as well as uh, as Ashwin, that's for sure. He's scored three Test centuries, I think.
2: I I think uh, he he could. Replaced uh, Chid mm. I think uh, Ashwin has to play. His batting is, is excellent, got great cricketing brain. But I think uh, you're right, I think the Spinnacle Deep uh, is definitely going to pl- play. With his He's had a five wicket in the T20 and a six wicket in the 50 over. <laughs> he, he has to play. <laughs> if, if he doesn't play now, I can imagine that if that was an English spinner, we'd be throwing him straight in. We threw Mason Crane in after getting one wicket. In a T twenty. I know. So India, if they don't pick him, I would be very, very surprised in the first
1: test. Uh Don Bess. How do you think the English uh, the Indian batsmen are gonna f- feel facing Don Bess?
2: Well it's th- that's interesting in its own right because uh, the England Lions have picked a decent side, I would say. They've picked Rory Burns, yep. Sam Curran, David Mulan, Alistair Cook, Nick Gubbins, Ollie Pope, Chris Woakes, Don Bess, Murfishire. Uh, Jack Leach and uh, Jamie Porter. I think that's a decent side um, to play against uh, India in this four-day game. So it'll be interesting uh, what happens there because I think a few of them are playing. Jack Leach and Bess for me are in a shootout. They're in an absolute shootout for who starts in the first test. I,
1: I can't wait for the test to start. To me honest. too. The World Cup's over. Uh, The limited overs uh, is uh, coming to a close, and in a couple of weeks we're going to have test cricket. Cannot wait. Uh, Goffey, um, thank you for that. If you're listening on Talk Sport 2, well, coming up, it continues. Darren Goff's Cricket Week, myself and Goffey. Uh, But if you're listening on the podcast, well, you just have to tune in next week uh, to hear the uh, hour-long interview that follows the show. Plenty more still to come. You're listening to Talk Sport 2, and this is Darren Goff's Cricket Week.
0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket,
2: Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week
0: on Talk Sport 2.
1: So England, India at Headingley on Tuesday, the uh, the best of three. We've actually got a, a final of sorts. Um, ben Stokes back in the side, though, Goffy, you know, he's... Um, when are we going to start getting a little bit worried about Stoke's form with both ball and bat? Because he still hasn't quite looked the player in 2018 mm. uh, that we we love watching in 2016
2: and 17. Well, he's gone through a lot, hasn't he? It? And he's still not finished yet. Um, he's going to miss uh, the Lords test uh, because of a court case, ongoing court case. But unfortunately for him, it, it's one of them where he just looks like he's just getting back to his best. And then he picks up another niggle, picks up another injury. Now, we all know he can ball at 90 miles an hour at his best. and in he realistically, he's around the 85 mark consistently. Uh, the batting, he just needs to get into some kind of rhythm. We've seen little bits and pieces of it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so it's there. In that first ODI, he got 50, played really, really well. Uh, but we've not seen him as the all-round cricketer we come to expect of. And I talk about him in glowing terms because he is. When we talk about all-rounders, he hasn't got the personality of Flintoff, but by talent, wow, wow, wow! He's for I, me and
1: consistency.
2: Consistency of talent is the best since Botham as an all-rounder. So we we do need to start and see some um, the quality come back together. I think once this all this other stuff outside cricket is out of the Germany's finished with. I think that's when we might
1: see the best of Ben Stokes. The pressure also, I suppose, is on him a little bit because you know there's a, it's a winning ODI side without him. Mm. Uh, the world T- uh, the uh, the T20 side was doing pretty well without him. He's come in and replaced, say, Alex Hales in the ODI setup, and he's coming in and replacing Joe Root in the T20 setup. <laughs> and you know that's, uh, you know, that it just means that whenever he does come on to bowl or bat. The, the focus has changed somewhat, hasn't it? Well,
2: it's the main man, and, and when you speak to Fred, and he'll tell you about that, the, you, your career, um, when you really step up to the man, become, become the to-go-to to man, it's not easy. When it, Every time NASA used to come to me and say, Daz, I really need you here, I need you, you need to come back on, I need you to get me the wicket, you're my go-to man. Mm. It does change. It does change. It becomes, you can either rise to that challenge, or you can actually just, Go below your usual performance. And for Ben Stokes now, we know now, he's talked about around the world as one of the greatest all-rounders, uh, one of the best all-rounders in the world at this moment in time. Every time he comes on and bowls, people expect wickets. Every time he goes out to the bat, people want to see him at a boundary. That's the expectancy. My batting went to pot with the expectancy because I started off, my first 10 tests, I were averaging over 30 with about... And my batting went to pot with the expectancy because I didn't know how to play. I lost my identity as a batsman. I was going out there and I was trying to please the crowd more than actually batting properly. You know what I mean? My concentration mm. wasn't there. I was trying to eat fours and sixes rather than just bat and bat time. I mean, natural run scorer, timer of the ball, but I would try and I would search for fours and sixes and I couldn't get my head round it. I didn't have the, the batting intelligence to come out of that hole. Now, with someone like him, he's obviously a world-class batsman in his own right and he can bowl pretty good as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the next 12 months. I believe in him. I think he's absolutely high quality. I love his personality as well. Um, we might get to see the the old Ben Stokes, I would say, come this next winter and next summer. Uh, when everything's out of the way,
1: sounds a bit like second sin- second season syndrome a little bit. Yeah. Um, Alex Hales uh, is on the outer because he picked up an injury, but England were being presented with a really tough selection there, weren't they? You know, Hales... well, not
2: for me. You play Roy besto and uh, an Hales. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. Australia uh, can get off the innings. They win a game in the first seven overs. Why, why wouldn't you play them? The, the only thing it comes down to is the Morgan Root it'll keep coming down to it and people hate me saying it <laughs> but that's the situation I would play Root my personal preference because Root gives you something if you lose three wickets those three wickets we're talking about Root can still recover and score he still keeps the scoreboard ticking along he doesn't take risks he know how to tick take the, take the scoreboard Morgan used to do that brilliantly he's not as consistent these days at doing it he can still do it now and again mm. and he did it the other day um, in, in 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 a top fifty, but Root's the man. That hundred. Just look at the quality of that hundred oh. against high quality spin. See, that's peop- Joe Root. He pe- has to
1: play. People have asked whether England have got a plan B. I've asked: Have England got a plan B? Well, that is, is your plan, plan B. B. Yeah, in a nutshell, what a quality innings! And let's not forget, uh, this is pressure cricket. You know, England were two hundred and thirty-nine for six. They were one hundred and eighty. Uh, 189 for two when Morgan and Root who had put on 100 Morgan went and England lost a clutter of wickets as they do um, and it was Root and with the added impetus from David Willey that got well essentially won that match mm. for England um,
2: I'll tell you what I want to ask you we're going to go away from this for a minute because this is something which uh, has obviously been out in the press in the last few days what do you think of this new selection committee now? It's now now finalised. We've now got, this is our national selectors. It'd be interesting to know what the public think of this. Our national selectors are Trevor Bayliss, who's not going to be out much longer, mm. Ed Smith, <clears throat> and James Taylor. That's our selection, England selection committee. What, what's your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I've just finished reading James Taylor's book. Okay? That doesn't
2: make him a good selector?
1: No, no, no. But the point I'm making is this. He, um, since retiring from cricket in unfortunate circumstances, mm-hmm. he has, uh, quite rightly, sought out new avenues of a career as he, as he has to. And by that, he has got into broadcasting, he's got into coaching, um, uh, he's got into, uh, and now he's become a selector, all within two years of uh, of hanging up uh, the, the gloves. I'm a little bit surprised because I'm not sure what credibility or what um, qualifications um, he's got. To be a selector.
2: Well, my only concern about it is, uh, but he's a lovely lad. We, we've mm, yeah, we've yeah, seen great, that and he's great. gone through a lot in his of personal course, absolutely. life. I
1: mean, his book is incredible. We'll get him yeah. on. We'll, we'll have a proper sit down yeah, with James and, and look back at, at that part of his of his life. But, but
2: now we our selectors now, we've got Ed Smith who probably played for England, what, five or six times? And now we've got James Taylor who played for England seven test matches. I'm a bit underwhelmed by it. I really, really am. And uh, the problem with James as well is, like I said, terrific lad and everything. And I hope he does a brilliant job, by the way. But he's still good friends with a lot of the boys in there again. Uh, He played with most of them. I just don't know how he can become a selector when he's friends with half the team.
1: I'm I'm a little bit unsure. I mean, Ed Smith. There was a lot of uh, fanfare in around his signing. I was surprised i mean look let's let 's be fair, okay. I thought a lot was written at the end of that Pakistan series, which was bordering on the hysterical about Jos Butler, about Dominic Bess um, off the back of a two test series with Pakistan who won the first match let 's not forget. Mm. Uh, you know, it was uh, there were some people tweeting out that it was Ed Smith should be man of the series.
2: Oh, Pakistan side was very very uh, raw. It was a young, a lot of young players. Not many test hundreds between them. I think it was two, wasn't it, mm. in their old side. Oh, yeah. Their bowling changes and made a couple of changes. But Mohammed Amir is not the bowler he was. No, he's not, not the bowler he no. was now, and he was carrying injuries throughout that series. They got their second rate uh, leg spinner who played in that series as well. Yes, a good victory for England. And it's similar to the Australia series when we beat them into one days. We now get in the one-dayers. We're now getting a battle on our hands. This is what we want to see. India is a good side. Absolutely. All-round team. This is where we'll see what the selection's like when we, we
1: play against India. Absolutely. Now, going back to your point, James Taylor, is he now going to go around the country watching cricket alongside Ed Smith? Is Ed Smith going to be giving him a, a brief about what kind of players... Uh, he wants to get into the England side. Um, are we going to go right to the beginning? Are we going to s- go back to Loughborough and say, I want a, I want a mystery spinner created, a, uh, a an off-spinner attacking batsman. We've been saying this for 10 years. Exactly. So what exactly is their role? I do agree that we needed something different because you needed people actually watching cricket who weren't connected to clubs. Uh, because, or counties, because, of course, Trevor Bayliss couldn't do that. Uh, and in McNeil and Angus Fraser, at times, it's, you, there was uh, an argument that maybe there was vested interest, not only in who they selected, but in the way that they could attract people to their clubs. Um, but James Taylor, Ed Smith, really? Mm-hmm. I'm, mm, sure. I'm just
2: a bit underwhelmed by it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens over the years. And I, I sometimes believe it's very difficult to make... Uh, proper decisions when you've just come out of the game and your mm, friends are so with close after, to it. after your friends were with after the team and you played with after the team at what, your county side, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But good luck to him, uh, he's a terrific young lad, he's been through a lot and come through the other side. So, uh, but stretch, it's a strange selection committee, all three of them Trevor Bailey, said Smith, James Taylor.
1: Uh, plenty more to come on the show. We're going to be heading to Sri Lanka, uh, of course. England's uh, series with Sri Lanka coming up on Talksport, Talksport Two at the uh, end of the year, October, and November. Uh, they've just beaten South Africa, um, uh, so uh, inside three days, bowling the Safa's out for uh, seventy-three in second inning So we're going to get a, uh, we're going to find out a little bit about where Sri Lanka are with Andrew Fernando from ESPN Cricket Info. Uh, plenty more else to talk about. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on Talksport Two.
2: Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2.
1: Plenty of cricket going on outside of England with Test Series taking place uh, in the West Indies also in Sri Lanka a one day tri-series having finished in Zimbabwe now a uh, bilateral series between Zimbabwe and Australia but attention really in Sri Lanka where it's going to be for the rest of the year Uh, Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2 of course are home exclusively of England's series in Sri Lanka 5 ODIs, a T20 and 3 Test Matches, the first of which uh, will be played in Gore which is where South Africa have just been bowled out for their lowest score since readmission. 73 in second innings and that was after scoring only 100 odd in first losing by 278 against a Sri Lankan side that was missing its captain a couple of other players following the ball tampering situation that occurred in the West Indies just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Where are Sri Lanka? Where are they going to be? And um, are England facing a um, uh, three-day Ordeal by spin when they turn up in Gaul in a few months' time. Well, let's ask Andrew Fernando, Crick Info Sri Lankan correspondent, um, uh, what he thinks about where Sri Lanka are at at the moment. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, you were in Gaul following the match. Um, is this the kind of pitch that England can expect to see in a few months' time?
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know it, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that Sri Lanka will request uh a dry pitch for the England game that said I don't think that this one was as bad as uh the South Africans sort of made it look and in fact possibly after the match made that point that perhaps some of the uh, some of the errors were down to their perception of the pitch than what you know what the, the the reality of how much turn was on offer it's it's more the fact that on pitches that do give uh, spin in something Sri uh, Lanka's two team that spin Rangan Herat and Juan Perera you know there's no one really better to bowl on, on such tracks uh, you've got guys like uh, Ashwin and Jadeja who are, who are more adept on, on maybe tracks that don't give them as much but on on sort of dusty wickets uh, Perera and and, uh, and Herat have done it time and, and again and I think uh, they you know just it was uh, what brought South Africa's uh, dismissals was was that these guys just didn't give them any sort of loose balls. Everything was uh, on the mark, and and every ball was asking questions. So uh, eventually, that that told. And we
2: know uh, South Africa for all uh, their dominance in Test cricket. At certain times, they do struggle um, in in Asia, don't they? Um, to to play against spin and playing at goal. I've got personal experience with that. We um, obviously when we played there, Jess Arie and here um, way back in 2001, were unbelievable in goal. We lost by an innings uh, in no time. I think it was Atapati who got 300 as well when he was batting. So, goal is a very, very difficult place uh, for opposi- the opposition to go and travel to, especially in the first test, isn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why Sri Lanka often play the first test phase because mm. they feel they have a great home advantage there. It's a bit of a funny place, you know, it's, it's quite a beautiful location, you know, by the sea. They sort of bring the visitors there and sort of lull them into a false sense of security before nailing them off on the, on the pitch that's sort of been their, their uh, modus operandi, you know, over the last, uh, you know, couple of decades, actually. Um, it's the, the thing with the, the goal pitch is that uh, there's also a lot of uh, a big sea breeze, as you probably remember, uh, Darren, um, and... and that dries the pitch out. So even if it starts out quite firm, we saw in this match that Tahir Rabada was quite uh, effective on the first day. Uh, they bowled Sri Lanka out, you know, before the first day had ended, thanks largely to Rabada. But then it dries out really quickly because the wind comes across and if, if a bit of uh, sunlight falls on it, um, you know, by day two, by, day, end of day two, uh, and by day three, it's really become a, a crumbling track
2: and the two bowlers you mentioned earlier there is uh, a Rath I mean it's just amazing how he just keeps performing now what is he is he the ninth full time now uh, on in the wickets tally and pereira uh, off spinner he just keeps impressing me the more i see of him the more impressed i'm getting
3: yeah uh, Herod's actually in the, Herod's actually about to give it up i think at the end of that england series he's indicated that he's probably going to retire uh, after that, so that doesn't really help him much in the in the short <laughs> term. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a very real possibility that he'll he'll climb up a couple more more places. I think uh, there are a few in sort of his his, uh, his line of sight could end up at about seventh on the all-time list, which is incredible considering that uh, you know the majority of his cricket, uh, probably eighty percent of his tests were played you know, after he turned thirty-one. He's now forty. Um, you know, it can strike it can be a little bit of a liability on the field, but I think as long as he keeps performing like this, Sri Lanka are very uh, very happy to, to to keep him as their primary wicket taker. And and Pereira also, you know, has been uh, he's had a little bit of a lead period with the ball but has been quite good enough with the bat to keep his place. And so that's what that's what he offers. He he offers a little bit of uh, he offers a little bit with the bat which Sri Lanka likes especially you know, when they're looking at, at team combinations and, and balancing out their 11. And so he's made himself a, a very useful partner, a very useful player, and probably will be the senior spinner, you know, following Harrison retirement.
1: Uh, Andrew, the, uh, the West Indies t- test series ended in farcical circumstances. Obviously, the ball tampering uh, situation in the second test, which uh, could have actually robbed Sri Lanka of victory because it took time out of the game. Suspensions followed uh, an incredible victory in the third test match to mean the series was drawn. Um, is, is that a story that's still rumbling on or has that kind of been put to bed now?
3: It's it's been put to bed a little bit because I think, you know, I think the ICC actually played their cards right on this one in that they gave Chandimal a one-match suspension for the tampering itself, but the suspension that he continues to serve now, and that uh, coach Chandika Singh has also been suspended, is for their refusal to take the field, and I think that was uh, certainly a you know a bad move. Uh, they were very indignant uh, that morning after they were they were giving the news that uh, Chandimal would be. Charged, they uh, you know they refused to they delayed play play by two hours, which I don't think you know you, that any team should resort to apart from in extreme circumstances. I don't think this is an extreme circumstance. Um, so uh, it's 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 sort of been accepted the fact that Sri Lanka have won both the tests that uh, Chandima has been unavailable for has sort of helped calm uh, calm things a bit. If they'd lost both tests, probably there'd be a bit more of an uproar. But I think. Now it's, you know, both the, both the team and the public have sort of accepted the, the suspensions and, um, you know, Mar will, I'm sure, take control of the team again when he comes back. And I don't think we'll see the kind of uh, kind of sanctions that uh, Cricket Australia laid on, on their players. In fact, I'm certain that they won't be uh, beyond whatever the ICC hands out.
2: And the good thing about being a captain, Lakmal obviously is the standing captain for Sri Lanka. He didn't have to bowl himself in the second innings. It's always good when you're the captain and you're a bowler.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, it was quite it was quite incredible because Sri Lanka has never been captained by a fast bowler before. And even in the first, as you mentioned, he didn't have to bowl in the second innings. So even the first innings, he kept himself out of the attack until probably the 36th over. So he was almost playing as a specialist batsman. But uh, but I think it was, there's credit to his sort of tactical bill now. He, he realised that he wasn't necessarily going to be, I mean, he wasn't going to be the Sri Lanka's final weapon and that the spinners deserved uh, use of the new ball where with the hard seam, it can take uh, quite a bit more dramatic turn than uh, than with, with an older, softer ball. So he gave the spinners uh, the use of that. And then when he did, you know, the, he did contribute to the win. He came back at the end of uh, the first thing took two three wickets to to sort of uh, finish off the innings and then batted well as well, hitting a, a 33 uh, not out in the second inning. In fact, which is, I think, apart from profit to see no South African batsman uh, batted better than, uh, scored more runs than Rakmal in this match.
1: Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how Sri Lanka go in the second Test match. Um, that would be their last test before uh, they play England, I think I'm right in saying. Certainly in Sri Lanka. Um, Goffey, there was another talking point off the back of uh, the, the first test match. Um, Faf Plessis returning back to a topic of debate that the ICC themselves had raised last month when they were deliberating about whether to get rid of the toss. Uh, and Faf Plessis' uh, point was that if you got rid of the toss... Um, What it would mean is that uh, in all countries, pitches would not be fixed. Um, And I use that word (laughs) unwisely properly. uh, Probably. They won't be um, geared so much to home advantage because if you take the toss out of the equation, uh, that will uh, even things up. Thoughts?
2: Yeah, I totally agree with him. But uh, isn't that we what we want? I mean, is it? Are we just going to say it's part of the game? But mm. the home team has the huge, huge advantage. It's not like football where most of the pictures are the same. Yeah, home advantage comes from the crowd, doesn't it? Really. In oh, absolutely. Gonna...
1: And this is one of the amazing things about uh, cricket. I feel it's that your team—if you're an Englishman—you have to watch your team go away to Australia. Um, um, And counter the conditions The the unique conditions there Uh, You've got to go to the subcontinent You've got to go to South Africa You've got to go to the West Indies All of these pitches and conditions Climate, pitch, um, ball This is why winning away is is treasured so You know, Mm -hmm. England beat Australia In Australia, 2010-11 The first time in 24 years And it might be another 24 years And that's why we enjoyed it so much
2: Exactly, and, and it is the part, and, and that's where you see the true class of, uh, of of a cricketer who can do it in all conditions, not who does it just in their own country. And when people talk about Tendulkar, Tendulkar did it all around the world. Yeah. Coley needs a big series, doesn't he, in England?
1: Yeah, and in, then in Australia test... at the end of the year. Yeah,
2: in Australia. Mm. Now, if he can do that, you could put him in the same. Yeah. Same. Um, Bradman. You could put him in the same as Bradman. You could put him in the same as Tendulkar. Yeah. But at the minute on home soil is ridiculous and he he now needs to do it in England and against Australia so that is part of it I mean proving yourself all around the world in testing conditions we went to Sri Lanka as I said I played in goal I've never seen anything like it I, I was trying to play Muller and I, I just I didn't have a, well, idea Which I tell, way it was going I tell
1: you what coffee, Because we covered that Didn't we In Test of Time With Ashley Charles And mm. you know Even Ashley um, With respect Was getting the most Prodigious turn On those pitches I think I've ever seen Bowling players Behind their legs You know It was It was it was absolutely incredible at times. They're the kind, That's what you come up against, against Giles. Just imagine what it's like against Murali. Um, mate, we're running out of time. We've still got uh, plenty more to discuss on the show um, and also going to be a, a special guest in the last hour as well. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.